This episode of The Matt Report is brought to you by Malcare. Learn more about Malcare at malcare.com. You've heard me talk about Malcare before, but they're back with some interesting updates. Not only are they the WordPress plugin with instant WordPress malware removal, well, let me read some of these features. Deep malware scanning. They know about malware that other plugins don't. Number two, that one-click malware removal process makes it super easy to remove from your WordPress website. And number three, a new feature called Autobot Ultra Defense System. Okay, I made that Ultra Defense System part up, but get this, it automatically blocks the bots hitting your website. So not only does that protect your website, but in the long run, it'll improve speed of your site from not letting those bots through the doors. Check out Malcare at malcare.com. That's malcare.com. I don't want to be a malware specialist. You don't either. Check out malcare.com. Thanks for supporting the show. This episode of The Mal Report is brought to you by Lockdown SEO. You can find it at lockdownseo.com. That's lock with an E. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-W-N-S-E-O.com. Lock seo.com His name is John Locke. He helps industrial companies with search engine optimization so they can get more qualified leads. If you're a WordPress developer helping this customer type, industrial companies, manufacturing companies, reach out to LockdownSEO.com. See if John can help on the SEO side. If you just do design development, you don't want to do the SEO part of it, nor should you. John Locke can help you at LockdownSEO.com. He also does site audits, so if you want to partner up with John on your next WordPress venture with someone, he can do some SEO audits for you and your customer. John's a great guy and super helpful. He can help you with your SEO or web design needs. Again, if you don't service customers in the industrial space, manufacturing space, but you do get leads in that space, send them over to John at lock with an E, lockdownseo.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Matt Report Podcast. This is a topic that we're going to talk about today. It's called something I call founder marketing. Uh, my friends Brian Castle and Jordan Gall recently talked about this on their podcast. They're both hiring for this media creator role. And I guess this could come in many forms uh, and fashions. This is something that I do here at, at my day job at Castos, where I create the podcast, I do the YouTube channel, do some marketing stuff. Generally, it's about creating this content to help not only promote uh, the Castos product and the brand, but to know where the synergy is needed to create, you know, sales, um, onboarding, product enhancements, support enhancements, building out community. It's not just do a podcast get listeners, get downloads, that kind of thing, or do a YouTube, create a, a YouTube video and, and try to get likes and views and, and subscribers. Although it does contain the sum of those many pieces, this founder marketing thing or this creator role, it's a bit of a unicorn. If, if I pat myself on the back just a little bit, it's a bit of a unicorn because when you're hiring for this role, as Brian and Jordan uh, find themselves in, the challenge is to find somebody who can, can understand the business and the opportunity and the market and the customers just like the founder. So this is where I get the founder marketing title from. It maybe could be ironed out a little bit more, you know, into something else or a little bit something more direct that you could put into a jobless thing. But the way I see it is, is you have to feel like the founder and know the market and the product and the customer like the founder in order to create the content that attracts the customers to it. Otherwise, you're just 
telling somebody to go create this piece of content, they can shoehorn it, right? And they people do it all the time. People outsource this to agencies, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. But it's very much from a, a strategic standpoint. Uh, almost utilitarian, I guess, where you make a top 10 list or, you know, do a tutorial or a how-to or a comparison piece of content, which can be researched and understood at that capacity. But the emotional side of it is is very hard to, to fine-tune. So on Bootstrap Web, where Jordan and, and Brian host their podcast, uh, I've had both of them on the show before countless times, they started talking about this journey of hiring this media creator person. So number one, if that's you, check out that episode. It'll be in the show notes and reach out to either Brian or Jordan for a potential role. It's going to be kind of interesting to see them going head to head in this space and seeing who they hire and how they hire. Uh, And I think it's a great time. It's a great opportunity for us creators that are out there. So if that's you creating your own little uh, YouTube channel or podcast, and by little, I mean maybe you're just starting out and you're you're trying to gain traction, but this could be a great opportunity to say, you know what? I have a small audience here. It's growing. might not be growing as fast as I'd like, but this is an opportunity for us. It really puts the power in the hands of the creators, I think, when software businesses or any businesses in general think like media companies. Because if you looked at traditional Hollywood, let's say, and how much of a closed ecosystem that, well, probably still is, but was definitely 20 years ago for you know, anybody to produce a movie, any actors to show up, comedians, et cetera, et cetera. And then you look at the introduction of Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, everybody is now now has this secondary market of content where it's not just the big television channels and the big movies so that's the only distribution points anymore there are far more distribution points far more opportunities for creators to create you know the traditional media that we that we think about movies and television let's break down a few clips uh, I also have a Twitter thread on this, which will be in the show notes if you want to engage with the Twitter thread and see some of the activity happening over there. So we're going to play each clip from this episode, the most important clips, I think, from their conversation. And then I'm going to break it down uh, verbally here. Okay, so let's dive into uh, the first clip. The first and most important position, I think, is, is the media creator uh, role. And so this is a person who I'm... I've been talking to a couple people, but it is a really difficult one to find potential candidates. So I'm looking for somebody to essentially like co-host podcasts, be a showrunner for for new podcasts, uh, video content, produce videos. Um, so somebody who is like a great storyteller and has the technical chops, like the video production podcast chops, you know, doing interviews with other people, uh, coming up with creative uh, premises for, for a new show and just, you know, being like just driving the creative content that comes out of this so we go back to this is the founder marketing role, right? This is why it's so important to me for somebody to have that founder-like experience, which again, I know is very difficult. It's that unicorn position, but I think the best candidate for what Brian is looking for is going to be somebody who has uh, that close relationship to the customer, to the product, and to the market. Somebody who's as excited for his product uh, as they would be if it were their own product. Now, again, very difficult to find, but I think that's where he's going to find uh, the best candidate for the role. <laughs> it feels like what you're really what you're saying is that there needs to be a function that creates an audience. 
and and does that by understanding what the audience wants and providing value to it and then the media that supports it and delivers that value and then, I, I would say yes and coming up with creative new ideas like a new new premise not just find a hundred founders to go interview every week like new angles new new premise you know that you you emphasize that in the job listing where it was like i we don't want to do the same stuff we want to really think about why we would do something and then and then look at the format that way not just well let's just do another podcast because that's what what everyone does yeah like what like and this is on the flip side this is where a great creator is going to really enjoy a role like this because which and I'll, I'll preface this I'll preface this pref, preface with saying that this is also a challenge for uh, Brian and Jordan I feel because they they have to be hands off they have to let the creator create because that's what's going to yield the best result and if you're a creator out there doing your thing you know this you know that if there's less restrictions uh, you know and less sort of control and you have more autonomy to do what you need to do to create a great piece of content. It doesn't have to be just a podcast. It spans across podcasts, audio, video, written, uh, email, newsletter. Even if you were doing some kind of like social campaign, you understand where your strengths are and how you're going to communicate this message. And if Brian and Jordan can, can let the creators create, I think that's going to be the best outcome, but also the hardest for them to not manage, but have expectations for, because I think so many founders might be uh, so goal oriented or developer oriented where there's sprints and there's sales goals and there's marketing goals where like visits and conversions that the creative side is very hard to measure, especially when you turn to them and you say, Hey, I need, I need time to do this. The more time you give me, the better it's going to get, but it's not going to be like this constant production wheel happening. I mean, it eventually will, Right? Like I found a pretty good stride at Castos. But in the beginning, it's like, I just need time to absorb this. I need the time to look at my creator canvas. And I think that'll be the biggest challenge for Brian and Jordan moving forward. So first step, audience. And now this technical marketer role is really the transition between the audience and the product. It's like the bridge on identifying some people in the audience are, are, are going to be interested in what we're doing as a product. Not everyone. And, and you're not building the audience solely for the purpose, right? Because that people see through that. You want the authentic version of media and an audience and value, and then allowing for a bridge from there over to the product. And just to wrap some context around this, this is Jordan uh, explaining back the technical marketing role that Brian also wants to hire. So he wants to hire it in tandem this content media creator plus a technical marketer to sort of carry the ball the other uh, half of the way down down the field to use a sports analogy, terrible one at that, but hiring the media creator, go out and do the creative, do the show running, create the actual content, hire a marketing, technical marketing lead to help distribute the content, help convert the content and and measure the success of the content. So number one, very smart move for uh for brian to be thinking that because it can't it can be two people in a very low pressured setting 
Um, and by pressure, it's not even just the pressures of, uh, of the owners or the other teams, but just the market in general. Like how much content do you need to create to compete with others? Uh, how much time do you need for each piece of content? Having somebody else carry the ball the rest of the way f on the marketing side is very smart. Uh, you're definitely going to need a budget to do that. <laughs> you need to be able to hire two people, you know, at once. Um, you can do it in the beginning. It it really depends on how, what your capacity is as a creator, but also uh, how you can streamline your processes and, and what the actual overall goals are. So very smart to have these two separate roles because largely they are two separate parts of your brain thinking about how to approach this stuff. It's about thinking about that target audience and distribution before we even create the content. So if the technical marketer and myself are, are in the mix on coming up with ideas in collaboration with our, with our uh, media creator, it's about, we know that at the end of the day, we want to reach this segment of, of people. So how can we start to come up with creative ideas for a, for a show with an awesome premise for, for that, 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 that audience would just eat up every single day. And the technical marketer can think about as we're ideating on this stuff, okay, if we're going after that audience, these are the types of channels that we can go to distribute that, that show and grow the audience for it. Again, this is where I go back. Let the creators create. This will be the challenge. All right. How do we give somebody the freedom, but also at the same time, like push this marketing and promotional thing forward so that we know it's working. I would say it's going to take a solid six months in order to really hit a stride, you know, working together, how content calendars are created, how content's created, how it's shipped, how it's promoted, how it's repurposed, which is very, very difficult to even like think about and make time for because you, you create so much content that you just don't want to let it be done, right? You spend all of this time, all this investment in it. How do you keep that content fresh? Newsletters, communities, et cetera, et cetera. So things like that. Big challenge, but good that Brian's thinking about it as two independent uh, responsibilities. I'm going to argue that there's a third function, a third role that we, we're going to bump up against immediately, and that is of community. Because it is a really tall task to ask someone to lead the media creation efforts and also focus on the community. Some people are like magically talented and do that almost like inherently. They just can't even help it. They just create media and form an audience around it and communicate with that community at the same time. And, and it can be the same person for a, a certain amount of time, but they are like, a, there's a, a third element there around community and fostering it and, and kind of communicating with it. For that community piece. So my last comment just foreshadowed this clip. Uh, and it's interesting to see Jordan already with the wheels turning, you're, you're already thinking about, okay, what, what's that third pillar that comes next? And he's saying it's, it's community. And it most certainly is, maybe not for every product and brand that's out there. But the key thing here is that, that, that even those two people, the creator and the technical marketer, cannot be responsible for building and cultivating and supporting a long-term community. Again, everything can be done temporarily just won't be done great and it won't be done very organized and there'll be a lot of pressure on one person to do everything 
But hopefully what this does is bring into light because a lot of people just say, right, I'm going to hire somebody who does marketing. Oh, by the way, do a podcast, do a YouTube channel, do this marketing thing, report on the metrics, tell me what the conversions are, do the email newsletter. And, and can we do a, a community with that? I mean, sure, anyone can uh, tackle all three of those at once, but it's just going to be done poorly to the point where the person who's responsible for it is ultimately just going to burn out because approaching a community, which is something that I even struggle with at Castos. It's something that I want to do, but I'm quickly realizing I can't do all the content creation and do the community well. What I can do is I can seed the foundation of the of the community, I hope, and then that can be carried through by somebody else in the future. Uh, or I take it at a really minimal viable product approach where it's just very, very small chunks of what a community aspect might be. And that could just be conversations that are happening uh, in a circle app, right? But a true community is going to be just constant engagement, constant engagement, constant, you know, pruning and supporting and making sure people are engaged and that there's value being taken away from it. Because if there's not somebody doing that, it's very, very hard to get the momentum for a community to take off where it just supports itself. I think a lot of people think community because they're like, oh, great, this will be interaction that's just on autopilot like everybody gets into a room and of course they want to talk about the product the brand and you know what their experiences are but you need somebody constantly engaging in that again whole new responsibility smart to think about it smart to think about it as an independent responsibility my thinking on that is now if you want like a, like a, an engaged community who who's interacting with each other it, the audience has to come first the audience is the is the raw material in some ways that allows for yeah it to and, and and like for a brand new community like if you want to start a slack group or or, or a circle or, or whatever you're going to use for your community it's just such an insanely difficult boulder to push up a hill if you don't have an audience to begin with or if your audience is is very small because the the truth of the matter is for every hundred people who follow you only five of them or less are the type of people who will actually leave a comment in the community. The other 95 might lurk, they might watch, but they're just not commenters. That's just the, the nature. So you need thousands and thousands of followers to just spark a community. I, I think that too early on, trying to create a community out of a, a very small audience, you're going to waste resources. You're going to waste like people or waste hours, waste money on a extremely difficult uphill battle. And that's Brian just proving my point. <laughs> He's been doing it now for a while. He understands um, the challenge of community. So I have nothing much more to say uh, on that other than what I just said previous to Brian, what Brian just said in that statement. Especially for that media creator role, it's a really difficult... I am talking to a couple of people, but I, I think what I'm also starting to look at, I don't even know how viable this is, is to sort of be like a scout and try to find people who have like a small, like a young podcast or YouTube channel or both sort of in the space and maybe look to acquire them and, and that show and, and, and roll with that, you know, but like, how do you find someone who hasn't blown up yet? You know, um, this is it. This is what we, we talked you know, about but, last but time. You can yep. see, you can see the talent like on the page and it's, yes. uh, so yes. I'm so about like, that too. Yeah. And this is kind of an opportunity for someone listening or someone that they're familiar with to just raise your hand and basically say, well, I'm talented. I just need a chance. 
I just need some budget. I need, I need a bigger stage to perform on. That's and what that I Again, finding this person is, we've been talking about all these challenges, but it's going to be finding this person who, who meets this criteria, who's able to produce this kind of content. Uh, it, it's just a super challenge. So I'll speak towards just who the creators are. If you're a creator out there listening to this, and I can tell you from my firsthand experiences, you start running with a project, you love the project, you never want to see that project go away, uh, or you, you could never consider yourself part of another brand you just let it go right like at some point you realize like okay in order to get better as a creator and in order to, to challenge myself and to move on to something else then if this is something that's interesting to you what brian and jordan are talking about look being able to hey i got my my youtube channel up to whatever whatever your number is a thousand subscribers five thousand subscribers whatever it is and you're and you're feeling like you're hitting a plateau both from the growth side and from the creative side, then you have leverage there. So I guess what I'm getting at is if you're building something, you're not super happy with it, it's valuable to somebody else, valuable to somebody in this position. And Brian and Jordan aren't going to be the last brands hiring somebody to create content for them and create, to create content well that you can leverage that. And I'm not even saying you necessarily get rid of it uh or give up on it or 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 sell it or maybe you do sell it right so if you are in the technical space because there's lots of us that do the technical review the software the plugins the tutorials that kind of thing this would be a great inroad to say well look I've, i've built up this audience this brand i have this many subscribers i've had this many videos or this many listeners let me sell this value to you and um i think that's perfectly fine and one that you know is only up to you as a creator whether or not you want to do it, but the options are there, and the options are, are going to keep coming. I think um, as more people invest in this space, I, I can't help but I, I keep going back to news, like what's happening in your industry, who's doing what, who's collaborating with who, who raised money, who hired who, who left this, who's starting something new. Like that's the stuff you talk about on a day to day basis, and I think there's an opportunity to create media around that that turns that media brand into a destination and somewhere that people look to regularly and and that would be that would be power uh, the context around this clip from jordan was he's looking for something that's that's unique like what could he produce at his new company rally that would be a unique twist on content creation that isn't just the interview trans, uh, the interview podcast, or even well, a high produced podcast where it's more storytelling and engaging, um, you know, and much and much higher production. He's thinking about news and sort of just staking a claim in whatever market you're in. You can report the news and and have your unique angle on it. And I totally agree. This is a, a huge opportunity in this space for many reasons. One, it's more topical and. When you're creating content like this, like I do with the WPMinute.com podcast, it's very specific. It's very specific to WordPress news. It's very specific to only five minutes. <laughs> and that is the premise there because I'm serving, I, I have clear definition of the audience that I'm serving. No more, no less. It's, it's targeted. So I know who I'm serving. I know why they listen. And I know how to produce it on repeat. Whereas even a show like this, which is much more long form, sometimes it's solo shows, sometimes we're talking to somebody and doing an, an interview, you know, it's 30, 40, 
30 to 45 minutes, maybe sometimes an hour. There's a lot of stuff that can happen. It's It, it attracts different types uh, of listeners. Production is always different. Uh, show notes are always different. Value is always different. And while it's it's great and it's it, it's a brand building experience and it's engaging for a lot of people, uh, the audience that tunes in and the brand awareness that it raises can kind of be all over the board, which is, it's good. It's still good. Um, but when you do something hyper-focused as a news or a super, super hyper-focused, um, maybe educational podcast, then you just have clear definitions and things are are much easier that way um, from a, from an audience perspective. Maybe from the creator's perspective, a little bit harder to just stay within those lines all the time, depending on what it is that you're that you're doing and, and covering. Uh, but definitely easier to create a process for and ultimately uh, raise awareness. This is the same thing that we talked about with Barstool Sports, where uh, is it DraftKings, right? The gambling site. They just bought the exact audience that gambles. <laughs> so yeah. it's very natural alignment. Yep. Yep. Cool, man. Well, I have a feeling we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot more about this, and we're gonna pretend not to be fighting over people for the same role, <laughs> right? But we we are. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, what what else you got going on? So I'm really interested to see how Brian and Jordan end up. Uh, sort of tongue-in-cheek here, like feuding with one another, right? Sort of you think about like big Hollywood executives sort of sparring over the the, the, the best actors and actresses and best uh, directors and and uh, scripts to buy. And, and, and it's almost like that huge, you know, world of Hollywood that feels so out of touch being really shrunk down to this, you know, finite thing that could be uh, happening across many brands trying to hire talent. Um, trying to find the talent is a challenge, trying to hire them, trying to acquire them, put a number on it. It's very difficult. Uh, and to find the right person to do it all. So it's a, I, I'm sitting here smiling ear to ear because I'm really interested to see this challenge unfold for both of them and how they both go about it. And interested to see if they do cross paths and find somebody who has applied to both because they have a strong listenership. And if you are listening to this, you could be applying to to their job openings as well. Um, but at the same time, lots of opportunity in this space now. And I think this is sort of validating it, this founder marketing role. Um, and I think that there's going to be a lot more of this happening, uh, because there's a lot of, at least in the WordPress space and, and even the people that I talk to now in no code and, and software as a service founders are either hyper-focused on sales and growth. So that's the other angle of it. This is stuff that you need sort of after, I'll say with air quotes, after the content creation. Um, or they're, they're founders and they're the founder developer, right? So they're actually building the product. There's no time. Uh, there's no creative aspect. There's no social aspect for some to just get out there and create that content. So big, big opportunities ahead. I don't know. Let me know what you think. If you uh, are interested in, uh, number one, applying for that role, check out the Bootstrap Web Podcast, see what Brian and Jordan are doing. Jump on that Twitter thread, click on that in the show notes, and you can just engage with them right there if that's the quickest route to it. Have a let me know what you think about founder marketing right on Twitter. Okay, that's it. That's the Matt Report. We'll see you in the next episode.